0: Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite. And I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And today is actually part two of speaking with the wonderful, the fabulous Sandy Jones Kaminsky. And we're We're going to have a little social media in here, but we're going to do a little bit different focus today. So this is going to be a very fun and very interesting program. So, Sandy, welcome back. Thanks, Deb. I'm excited to pick this up where we left off last time. Right. You know, and and so like I said, this is part two. So for those of you who are only catching part two, make sure that you go back to the archives and listen to part one because we talked a lot about, uh, mainly about how to find content for your social media posts. That seems to be one of the biggest things people always have problems with. They know they're supposed to post on social media. They know that they need to do it fairly often to keep people's interest But what the heck do they post? So go back, listen to that episode. I promise you will be glad that you did. But for people who didn't listen, or maybe they just don't remember, silly us, I have to tell you again about Sandy's bio. (laughs) So Sandy, Sandy Jones Kaminsky is the chief connecting officer and founder of Bella Domain Media. Sandy is a LinkedIn approved trainer, marketing strategist, and an international speaker She's also the author of the number one pick on the Inc.com 2010 Business Book Wish List, And her book is called, I'm at a Networking Event, Now What? A Guide to Making the Most Out of Any Networking Event. She helps small to mid-sized businesses, entrepreneurs, and corporate executives generate more leads, buzz, and connections by teaching them how to use networking and social tools as marketing levers to optimize their online presence and boost the value of their professional brand, both online as well as offline. Contact Sandy at bella.domainmedia.com. So again, Sandy, welcome back. Thanks, Devin. Thanks for that raving intro. <laughs> oh, you know, appreciate it. It's always fun when we hear our own bios. It's like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, who's that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. It's it's always fun. Like I said, we're going to deviate a little bit today and talk about something that you almost always hear people say they want to do or they wish they could do, and that's writing a book. Mm -hmm. You know, you wrote a book, and I love it. It really is, um, you know, it's a great book. Again, the title is, I'm at a networking event. Now what? A guide to making the most out of any networking event. Now, I attend a lot of networking, you know, and, and so then you tend to think, oh, you know, oh, oh, I'm the expert. I know. No, I learned so much by reading your book. So I do encourage people to get it because it has so much great information, whether you are networking for the first time, maybe you've changed businesses and you're having to rethink how you network, or maybe you are the serial networker. You will get many great tips from, from Sandy's book. Thanks, Deb. Yeah. <laughs> but let's let's really, you know, as as I mentioned, I want to talk about how somebody goes about doing this because, you know, I'm looking over at my bookshelves and there are all of these fabulous books. I think we all have a book inside of us. Maybe it's fiction. Maybe it's a business book. Maybe it's it's you know, a, poems, things like that. There there are things that we want to share with the world, but we think, what the heck? So first of all, why did you decide to write your book? Well, I the story behind this book was
1: somebody asked me to write something, right? Mm-hmm. That's the the funniest part of this journey that I got on because someone I knew knew that I knew a lot about networking mm-hmm. and, and just from a business development standpoint, right? That was my, the role I had uh, mm-hmm. that he knew me from. And, you know, being in business development, it has a lot to do with being able to sell, but it also has to do with alliances and partnerships. Mm -hmm. So that means you have to be able to quickly establish rapport with people because Mm -hmm. you're trying to get them to do something with your company that puts you both in bed together, as I used to say, Mm -hmm. right? So you've got to get trust and rapport established pretty quickly, and you've got to learn how to be as genuine as you can, as forthright, so that people don't suspect there's something evil going on. Right. Even though there's not, but we all know that, Mm -hmm. right. When you sense someone has an agenda and you sense that it's mostly their, um, their need that's going to get fulfilled, not really yours. Right. So anyway, so I was asked to write a white paper and the title that we came up with on that topic. And because they were doing something that was targeting HR professionals, Mm -hmm. we called it, um, 12 Rules of Effective Networking for HR Professionals. Ah, mm -hmm. And one of the things I share about that uh, title is that, you know, everybody always wants to know what they're doing wrong Mm -hmm. or what they should be doing. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so having something that's um, rules or best practices Mm-hmm. often piques interest because right. we all want to know, right? Is there something mm-hmm. more we could be doing or something we could mm-hmm. be doing better? Mm-hmm. So I think that was part of the alchemy that made this happen, right? Or made mm-hmm. this uh, do so well was, and it just hit the market at the right time. It was like 2008, right? The middle of a thing, mm-hmm. the market dropping and all these things happening, people losing jobs. So it was really written as a tool to sort of help a certain niche, right? A certain target Mm -hmm. and give them something to improve their skills that would help them maybe find a new job. Mm -hmm. So I think that the motivations are important too, right? You know, what, you know, who's the audience and what do you, what problem are you trying to solve for them? Mm -hmm. So anyway, he asked me to write this white paper and I was, and he said, you know, we're going to offer it for free on the site. And he was just launching this site. Mm -hmm. And I was happy for the exposure. Right. Right. I was still just doing business development consulting and and um, channel sales work as a freelancer kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So I write this white paper and it wasn't hard. Right. Because it was a topic I really knew and Mm -hmm. I had a structure to it. Right. I was going to do, you know, somewhere between 10 to 12 rules. Mm -hmm. And I really wrote about my pet peeves almost, right? Like Mm -hmm. the things that bothered me that I saw other people doing. And I realized, and it wasn't that I was angry at them. I felt bad for them because I just knew Mm -hmm. the things that people were doing were ineffective. Right. And I just sort of thought about all the things I had encountered. And especially because we were new to Seattle, which is where we were living at the time we were, you know, we moved there from Chicago. And, Mm-hmm. It was a new place, so you weren't just networking for business, you were networking to build a life right to build a social right. life. Mm-hmm. You know what that's like right I mean, mm-hmm. so you you're open to everything and you're trying to make connections and and be engaged with new people mm-hmm. so I write the white paper, and like I said, it really wasn't that hard because I found I had you know quite a few things that I knew I could speak to and and also correct, right? Explain mm-hmm. what might work better instead. So, but I kept it brief, right? Each rule was mm-hmm. only like a paragraph or two, okay. And I kept it somewhere around six, four to six pages was the goal, mm-hmm. right? Because anything too big, especially in that format, people aren't going to read, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I get this thing done. I'm digging it. I think it's great. <laughs> I had some help editing it. You know, I gave it to a friend who's a copywriter and they Mm -hmm. did over and I didn't really, you know, I just spent time and effort on it. So I'm waiting then. So I send it along to this guy and I'm waiting to hear back from him about when he's launching the site and when Mm -hmm. is that going to go out and I'm getting the black hole, right? I'm not Uh hearing back. And, Mm -hmm. and then sure enough, this person had some personal things in their life Mm -hmm. uh, take over as we can both relate to. Mm -hmm. Um, So once I found out what was going on, then I was just like, okay, I understand. And the reality was this person had to go get a job Mm -hmm. because they weren't in a position to be an entrepreneur and sort of launch this new site. Ah. They needed a paycheck and they needed Mm -hmm. it fast. So I was like, oh, okay. So thinking to myself, what do I do with this? And I, Mm -hmm. and I wrote back to him and said, you know, sorry to hear about all that. I, I really feel for you, but I just want to make sure you're okay with me doing something with this white paper instead Mm -hmm. then. Because, you know, once I had it in my brain how we were going to distribute it, Mm -hmm. and I had come up with a few other ideas, I knew um, I wanted to try it myself and see what happened. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did is I took the white paper and I put it, I made it available on all these different sources right so mm-hmm. social media uh linkedin profiles company pages on linkedin listservs right i was and there are still quite a few groups that use listservs right or google mm-hmm. groups i mean because it's a, a good way to keep things contained and especially for people that don't want to put all that on facebook right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right but so i just hit every place i could think of to offer it and what i did was i offered it with a passcode, right, I offered this off of my own little WordPress website, you know as a page, but I had the mm-hmm. page protected password protected mm-hmm. and then um, I had it available for download right right well, I did a decent enough job distributing this thing that twelve hundred downloads later whoa and, and this was like in a month, maybe forty days around there. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe it, right? I was just like, what the heck? Uh But it was exciting, right? And my little website Mm -hmm. had these spikes in traffic. I was like, I was just doing the dance of joy. Mm -hmm. So then I just was like, wow, I really hit a nerve here. And I just was coasting with that for a while, right? Not thinking what else I could do with it. Mm -hmm. When I get a LinkedIn message from the former VP of HR for Quaker Oats, in Mm -hmm. Chicago, right? So, which is part of, um, I think it's Pepsi, right? Pepsi Acquired. I think so. Whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I get this message from him, and he said, I came across your white paper, I thought it was fantastic, and I'd love to get your permission to include it in its entirety in a book I'm writing. And you went, yippee skippy, Right? Right? Targeting HR professionals. Mm -hmm. And, And, of course, at first, you're just like, wait a minute is this really happening? Like mm-hmm. looking, okay, who is this? So then I did kind of checked him out and he was completely legit. And then we set up a call and we talked and I found out more about his mission behind this book. And because, and, and sure enough, like a CEO that I was working with at the time as a biz dev person, consultant, right? Mm-hmm. He said to me, you're going to give this guy this, an entire chapter in his book and you're not going to get any of the royalties or any benefit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, why should I? Right? I, he's giving me exposure. Right, I don't. Right. You were
0: honored to be included. I was honored to be
1: included, and on top of it, he had a a mission behind this book, and it was all the proceeds were going to a foundation oh, established okay. in his son's name, who had passed away
0: mm-hmm. very
1: unexpectedly, and in, in while well, in college, so at a very young age. So, of course, then I was like, of course, you know, I'm happy to. And he was from Chicago, which is where I was originally from. So people from the Midwest have a thing about people from the Midwest, right? We mm-hmm. sort of all have the secret handshake.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so I said yes, and it got out there. And then I started getting more traffic to my site, right? Like I just mm-hmm. started getting all this unknown traffic. And I was... In talks with a very small publisher at the time because I had this other idea for a book that I had run by him and he said yes but then when we I really broke it down I didn't feel confident enough that I had enough content for that book
0: oh, okay. right so
1: I just I didn't think it was a book that was it should have just been given away was my feeling mm-hmm. right so so I ended up contacting him and telling him what happened with this white paper. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, Sandy, there's the book. Right. Let's right. us write about, let's do that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you think? You know, like, like The lightning bolt hit. Yeah. And the reality was then it was all about taking that white paper. And this is what I, part of my five steps here for people is breaking it into chapters. So each mm-hmm. rule became a chapter. Mm-hmm. And I just... Built on the content I'd already started and did some research, you know, got some um, data that I was able to find by studies that were done about networking effectiveness, and, you know, got some um, uh, qu- interviews with other people, asked them for their advice to include, right? And all those things are part and parcel for writing a book today because mm-hmm. the more people you include and share your platform with, the more support you're going to get through social media, right? right? And you arm them then with tweets and Facebook posts Mm -hmm. and LinkedIn things and say, you know, here, if you'd like to help promote the book, please use this tweet, you know, all those different things. So I had done quite a bit of that to just also help fill out the content. Mm -hmm. So the other crazy thing that happened was I was on the board of the American Marketing Association. At the time, I had started writing it. But then I was stepping Mm -hmm. down and turning it over to a protege, right? She was taking my rollover. Mm -hmm. And she knew what was going on because we chatted frequently. And she ended up contacting me and saying, hey, so we're planning our events for the fourth quarter. And I'm wondering, will your book be done by November? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I had this idea about doing a thankful for your network kind of mm-hmm. Thanksgiving themed event. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love that. And oh my gosh, that was the kick in the butt I needed, right? It was mm-hmm. right, right. this Finish is a great it. goal. Like, get this done. Cause she said, I'd like to have that. And then I'd like to have you be our guest. Facilitator, right, and mm-hmm. and talk about your book, and maybe sell copies of your book, and we'll give, we'll buy some and give away a few. And I was like, okay, here's the universe, right, serving yes. it up on a platter. So I got to work, and I, that an entire labor day, and so I went to, back to the publisher and said, when do I have to have this man, you know, this manuscript to you, in order to have it in my hot little hands by November nineteenth, right? Mm-hmm. So. He came back and said, by this date. And I was just like, oh, okay." So I ended up spending that entire Labor Day weekend, right, because this was probably August and Mm mid-August, writing and then Mm -hmm. putting things out, getting stuff back, getting content pieced together, and then getting him a fully uh, ready draft Mm -hmm. by that Tuesday, right? The Monday after Labor Day. Mm -hmm. So from there, then it just went very quickly, right? And there was editing and then there was uh, devising a marketing plan. And because, again, for people, right, publishers don't really do jack. I mean, they rarely do anything other than possibly put a press release out Mm -hmm. and and put it on their site. They really Mm -hmm. look to an author to come up with the marketing plan. Mm-hmm. And they want to know yeah. before they even accept your book thing. There, what are you going to do to support this book? And that's mm-hmm. really what a marketing plan is, right? right? Right. So I had to do some of that, but I was happy to do it because I'm a marketer, you know? mm-hmm. so it was easy for me to come up with things that they had never even thought of, right? Mm-hmm. And that I just put into a spreadsheet. And so immediately, that book elevated my, created a platform for me. -hmm. And elevated my professional brand because I was now perceived as this expert. And Mm -hmm. quickly, soon, it wasn't, it was right after that um, event for the American Marketing Association that I was invited to come and talk to a career um, group, right? Job seekers Mm -hmm. group. And I was, and I knew the guy who ran this group. And I was, he asked me, Would you come and talk? I'd like to buy. 30 copies of your book to give out to all my clients who will be in Mm -hmm. attendance because he was a coach right and I was like what you know so So 30 so again I'm like sure I can come and talk because I wasn't Mm -hmm. and again I've had experience professionally speaking because of my jobs right I mean I've had to speak at events or speak at meetings or all sorts of things so I wasn't you know, a lot of people are reluctant to be these public speakers. That wasn't my hangup, right? My Mm hangup was more, okay, what am I going to cover? Well, then it was this no-brainer. Like, well, Mm -hmm. I'll make a deck based on the rules, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I'll just make a deck based on the book. Mm -hmm. And I just used each slide represented a chapter. Mm -hmm. And then I had some bullets and did mostly, you know, It was almost your outline from your book. Exactly. Exactly. And it was all the chapters and it was all in a row. And then it went off wonderfully, right? It was just one of those things that was great. And he was thrilled. And I was like, oh my God, this was so fun. Mm -hmm. And it just got me on that path to doing more. And also, then in turn, creating a new revenue stream for my business that I had never even considered because I started getting invited to come and speak at conferences for Mm -hmm. a nice fat fee, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're willing to pay for good content. And my networking content was so evergreen kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. right? And it was so broad that any industry who's having a conference could benefit from it. And what I started Mm -hmm. doing were these things called networking pep talks. Right. Ah. Which is what we were, you know, I refer to them as with the facilitators and planners, but I mean, I've never branded it that way. Right. But it's Mm -hmm. this idea of just getting everyone in this state of readiness for networking at the conference, Mm -hmm. because we all know most people go to these things, not just for education. They want to go to network and you can right? And I would always start my talks by saying, okay, by show of hands, how many of you came here hoping to meet a few new people? And everybody's hand well, went up. At least eighty percent of the room, because there's always that twenty percent that doesn't want to admit that, right? Right. right.
0: Or, or yeah. you know, they're 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 not the networker. Right. Know, exactly. In fact, it terrifies them, and so they're the people you really needed to be talking to. Exactly. So,
1: so that always starts it off, and I always say, okay, hold your hands up now. Everyone, look around. Right. So we're all here for this reason, mostly. Right. So let's make sure we remember how to do this. T- as effortlessly and as productively as we can. So then I just go through some tips and whatever. And I make them practice their handshakes, right? And Mm -hmm. do all sorts of different things to keep them engaged. But Mm -hmm. anyway, that's what happened from that book. But the reality is, is that what's important, because in our topic, this is under our umbrella of the content marketing, Mm -hmm. you know, is it, it ended up being this really important piece of content for me. Right. And then because of that, I started recognizing all these offshoot sort of topics. Mm-hmm. And also, I was getting questions from people at the Q&As that weren't in the book that I realized, mm-hmm. ooh, that's a great topic. I should write a book. I, about I, I could post that on Facebook. Exactly. And so I started doing that, right? I started writing blog pa- posts. And, and one of the most popular blog posts I have that was originally on my website but that I put as my first post on LinkedIn when they started their publishing platform Mm -hmm. was my 10 favorite quotes about networking. Mm. And that post to date has over 32,000 views. Wow. Which is crazy for Mm -hmm. little old me, right? Influencers get that kind of uh, viewing. But it's Mm -hmm. amazing how often people do searches on Mm -hmm. quotes about networking. And I see that because I see it of the traffic coming into my website mm-hmm. and I see it by the views there. And right. those quotes, I ended up writing a second post, right? Cause I mm-hmm. said, based on the popularity of my first post, I have 10 more. And I also was getting quotes. Then I asked for contributions, right? So people mm-hmm. at the end of that first post, I asked them to share what their favorites were or if there were any that I missed So Mm -hmm. then I did a second post where I gave them credit, right? I said this Mm -hmm. one came from Teresa Timpson or this whatever. And then another post I wrote was this is something anyone can do, right? So you could do quotes about whatever your subject matter is. You could do whether it's leadership or, you know, social media or storytelling Mm -hmm. or whatever. Then I did miss, right? Ah. Myths around networking, Mm -hmm. Because that's really important, especially for that topic, right? And you Mm -hmm. can do this with social media. It's like to dispel these preconceived negative ideas Mm -hmm. or limiting beliefs, as some people say, Mm -hmm. right, around your subject matter. Because Mm -hmm. it right away will help break through the value of that content that you have Mm -hmm. to sell or that you're offering for free. Right. And then, you know, from there, I ended up getting on the ink, Book list, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I and I was on picked in the number one slot, which blew my wow. mind because Daniel mm-hmm. Pink was on that list and mm-hmm. and other famous people. But my book hit the market at just the right time mm-hmm. and had the right appeal for that time. Right? It mm-hmm. was two thousand nine when people were still reeling from this. Right? They were really they were having to network. Yes, exactly. People who had jobs for 10, 15 years were mm-hmm. out there trying to do this. So timing is everything as well, I think, right? But mm-hmm. but it was also just persistence and effort mm-hmm. to get that out there then. But it was really weird because I was very reluctant to sort of shift my central focus to that, mm-hmm. right? I looked at it as, a, as an ancillary revenue line, that it was just, mm-hmm. I, it wasn't something I was ready to, because I felt like I, and I write this in the introduction of the book, I kind of wrote that out of you know the pain I was experiencing mm-hmm. and the secondary trauma, as I would refer to it, of watching people have such a tough time with it, really right. wanting mm-hmm. to help them and really wanting to break it down. And I've had so many people in the talks I've done since who always come up and say, I think I can do this now. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that's how simple it is. and mm-hmm. And that whole idea, because my whole philosophy is about taking the emphasis off yourself and what you're going to say and your elevator pitch and all this posturing we do to focusing mm-hmm. on learning about the other people Right. and then taking it that step further and offering assistance if you can. Mm-hmm. That what's the problem, right? That's just social karma. That's good pay it forward karma, as I call it. Mm-hmm. Like, why not, right? What's the problem? Mm-hmm. right? So really helping people see and them feeling better about the icky networking because they realize that Doing it correctly is to do it from a place of giving, not taking. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's usually what people are uncomfortable with, right, is they're having their hand out. And, mm-hmm. and I always say that's not comfortable for anybody. That's not the no. way to do it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I then – and so I think I miss what I want to be honest about is I think I really missed some opportunities and missed the boat on really embracing that platform – Mm -hmm. as quickly or as early as I could have, I was just reacting Mm -hmm. to things. Right. Right. I was reacting to requests to come and speak. I was, I wasn't promoting it that way because Mm -hmm. I sort of felt like, well, no, I'm just kind of put this out there. I'm not trying to make Mm -hmm. money off a book because nobody ever does really You make it off of the consulting or the other opportunities that come around it. Mm -hmm. So That's just a confession on my part that I really realized I didn't leverage it as much as I could have and sort of pivoted my business. Mm -hmm. You know, I was still thinking that business development consulting, which is good money, right, was my bread Mm -hmm. and butter, and that was stuff I could do on the side, right? So that's Mm – I mean, things have since changed, obviously, but I just want to make sure I call that out because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people – especially when they start something new, right in their business, we are testing the water. So we do mm-hmm. sort of uh, take on it a, a reactive position mm-hmm. instead of being proactive and being really aggressive about switching your focus and, and mm-hmm. putting it out there and, and looking for opportunities to partner with other people who have a complimentary thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that I regret that. I just think I needed to learn that lesson and to mm-hmm. really realize, okay, this is just like any product now, mm-hmm. right? And right, right. and my intellectual capital is kind of the product, if you will. Mm-hmm. So how can I get that out there more? And how can I get people to pay for that?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's all about... Knowing why you're doing it mm-hmm. you know because for some people they you know they've got this knowledge they they you know they they are that expert in whatever that is, and they have zero desire to speak right you know and and that's perfectly fine you know we're we're not saying that that this is you know the the way to to it is it is the way to get more speaking opportunities things like that but if if you don't want to do it, then don't do it um but you know it it is something where it, it, it's kind of part of your marketing plan. You know, you're doing this in order to open the right doors. So maybe it is that, you know, you're writing a book, you know, 20 tips on how to be a business consultant. And it is simply so that you can send a book, a copy to a potential client. Right. And say, you know, Hey, I'd love to be able to, to talk more about this with you or something like that. So, you know, as long as you know what your goals are for writing the book, then that's kind of where that comes in. Right. And you hit it right on the head i mean that's definitely
1: the key is coming mm-hmm. up with goals that mm-hmm. you want to accomplish or fulfill for right. this particular content piece and, of
0: content you know it, your goal may just be that you want to be a printed author a published author and and we'll talk about self-publishing and things like that pretty soon but you know maybe you do want to have you know you've you've been a a poet you've you know been this you know little closet scribbler and you just want to give a copy of your book to every one of your family members, okay? Right. You know that's perfectly acceptable. Or maybe you do want to become the next big author that speaks every weekend and is paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. the The thing about that is that book gives you that almost instant credibility, right? You know, it's it's certainly much easier now to be an author than it has been in the past because of the technology, because of things like self publishing and, and all of those. But at the same point. Because so many people don't do it, the ones who do are going to stand out. Right.
1: And the other thing is, I will say that I, and I learned this from working in business development, working for a consumer product Mm -hmm. electronics company, that I would get more doors open because I had a product to send. Right. So the book became the biggest door opener Mm -hmm. ever. Because just offering to send a complimentary copy of the book, Mm -hmm. you know, which you get at cost practically, right, um, Mm -hmm. is a great way to at least get a conversation started. Because Mm -hmm. people, you know, whether we like it or not, this is a reciprocal world. So people Mm -hmm. sort of,
0: yeah, oh, she gave me a book, I better give her a meet, right, I at least should give her a
1: call, you know, have a call Mm -hmm. with her and hear her out. And it's, has proven to be such a successful tool for that, mm-hmm. that I, you know, even when I'm talking to people about LinkedIn workshops or LinkedIn speaking, which I do a lot more of now, right. Mm-hmm. I send them the book because it's a right. credibility thing as mm-hmm. as you said. And it's a great, you know, then I always end up, I spoke recently somewhere about LinkedIn, but you know, the guy was all too happy to flash the book. Mm-hmm. As part of my bio. And then I also usually offer to give away a copy of it mm-hmm. at a workshop that's on LinkedIn. Right. Just because right. it's something people like
0: freebies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and and that's a great way to get people's business cards. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we're not always going to be paid to speak or maybe we're not paid to speak the amount that we want. Well, then the thing to do is to say, okay, then you you have to buy a copy of my book for all of your attendees, which right. many times they will, exactly. or at least allow you to sell copies in the back. Um, now, you know, there there are times where that's not going to work. You know, whatever it is, it's, you know, I've, I've been to conferences where their self-promotion is not allowed, but- it's still been mentioned in your bio. I mean, you know, there there are ways to, to get it worked back in there. But it is, you know, it's it's certainly ways to, you know, when you take a case of books, hopefully you're going home with an empty box because you sold them all out at the back of the right. room. Well,
1: and we could have a whole nother call about this because mm-hmm. I wrote this post called, you know, how to get a speaker to speak for free. Mm-hmm. Right. Because most speakers have
0: experience
1: speaking as they say in the national speaker association for promotion purposes. Right.
0: But they, in other words, they're not paid. exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's code for I'm not being paid. Uh-huh. Um, but they also are paid. So mm-hmm. to convince them to do that, you know, you need to treat them as if you were paying them is sort of the basis mm-hmm. of my right, right. post that, you know, what do you do for a paid speaker? Do that for that person. Mm-hmm. And if you're so worried about them, if you are truly worried about them self promoting throughout their presentation, don't hire them right right, or don't invite them because mm-hmm. you can easily find that out you know look mm-hmm. at their content online, look at reviews they may have had because most good speakers know that that's stupid to do mm-hmm. because you just turn people off right right, and it's not smart right, so why wouldn't mm-hmm. if you and especially if you have back of the book um abilities, right? But what mm-hmm. I do ask is that I ask the host to do the promoting plugging for me, mm-hmm. right? Because most people understand, especially when it's a, like a nonprofit group, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a, a rotary or whatever. It's right, like, right, the right, right. they're not going to pay you. Right. And you, but you know that the, the facilitator knows that the audience knows that speakers aren't paid. So, mm-hmm. I feel it's only a fair trade to ask them to say, and as most of you know, Sandy came here on her own goodwill, you know, Mm -hmm. so let's remember, you know, her book is available for purchase Mm -hmm. in the back. If you'd like to support, you know, our speakers Mm -hmm. and, or um, Sandy's got a special offer. Don't forget to check that out on our website. Mm -hmm. That's the least they could do. Right. Right. And the audience Mm -hmm. isn't mad when they do it because they know that. Mm -hmm. Oh, right yeah we don't pay our speakers or our group Mm -hmm. doesn't do that or you know I only paid 15 bucks to come here Mm -hmm. so we could like I said we could have a whole call about that oh yeah yeah. a smart speaker right because Mm -hmm. it's a rat race kind of a thing Mm -hmm. I mean you really got to learn and I definitely learned the hard way Mm
0: -hmm. just
1: by you know reacting and doing
0: right right well, well, let's, let's, let's walk, walk through the process. So look. you've got this great idea, mm-hmm. you know, is it important, you know, and, and, and let's, let's talk about self publishing or going to a publisher. Um, you know, is it best to always try a publisher or, you know, is, is doing the self publish route and, and, you know, it really is pretty easy to self publish anymore. And, and, yeah. you know, there used to be a stigma where it was well nobody would no publisher would touch the book so she had to self publish no you know i forget i i saw a recent stat that just was staggering as to how many books are now self published and it was it was amazing um you know and and the bad part is i don't remember the exact number but there it, there are many, many, many books that are self published and some by huge authors. Um Guy Kawasaki yeah, I was is just one who now it. yeah. <laughs> he self publishes yep. and partially he does that because then he has a hundred percent of control. Right. Um you he know, has he's a, not he, he wrote a book about it too. People he people, did and, and I love it. That's yeah. it's a great book. It is on oh now I'm not remembering the name of it, but you know, just look for it. It's it's by Guy Kawasaki. And he talks about how to do all these steps. He talks about templates. I mean, it is, it is a fabulous book on how to self-publish. Yeah, he talks about tools. I mean, it's really yep. good. hmm But, you know, how do you decide if you want to go with a publisher or self-publish? Well. Now, you were approached, right? So that kind of no, helped.
1: No, I mean, I was given the name of a guy who wrote a book, who had it published. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to him first and learned about his publisher, Mm -hmm. and then he introduced me to the publisher. Then I ended up going back to that guy and finding out more about the title, because my book is Mm -hmm. a now what book, right? Right. And Jason Alba is the author I initially approached. Mm -hmm. He's written a few different books under that titling concept, right? Mm -hmm. So I went to him and said, who owns that? Do you own it, or does this Mm -hmm. publisher own that? And he was a a lunch I'll never forget because he was like, Hmm, that's a really good question. Oh, Uh -oh. and I said, you need to nail that down because if you're not getting some benefit from now my bringing another title under this to him, you should be Mm -hmm. right again, the business developer brain.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Partnerships. Finders fee is something. Mm -hmm. Or royalties. Right. So
1: Uh like a pyramid thing. So sure Mm -hmm. enough, they worked it out and I then was put in touch with that publisher now, the one thing I want to say about this is that I'm not sorry I did it the way I did it mm-hmm. because I think being able to say for that first book that I had a publisher mm-hmm. gave it a bit more credibility. It, it does. Right. And it, I never would have got on that ink list if I mm-hmm. wasn't published by mm-hmm. this publisher and not, it could have been anyone I'm saying, but Mm -hmm. because there was a publisher. So that was a Mm -hmm. stigma. And like you said, things have changed though. You know, that Mm -hmm. was what, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. So I think today you can make a different, but I think if you're not used to the process that, Mm -hmm. you know, going through a small publisher like that was not a bad idea for me because it really got me to understand the process. And now when, when, I write my next book, I'm definitely going to self-publish because now Mm -hmm. I know the deal and I know I don't need to. And the reality was, is my publisher ended up asking me for my marketing plan Ah. because Mm -hmm. he knew I was taking it to some other degree that they Mm -hmm. never even considered. Mm -hmm. So that told me that I don't really need you. (laughs) right? Uh That's because that's the key. So to me, that's my advice, right? Is that if you can, um and I'm happy to connect folks that hear this to my publisher to at least have a conversation mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. if they're interested, because but but that's with the caveat that they have to understand that he's not gonna do all this heavy load lifting, mm-hmm. that you're gonna have to do it. This is a very right. small publisher.
0: Yeah, you're you're not a you know, if you were James Patterson, yes. Exactly. But no. <laughs> exactly so that's all what well, you know that's what i'll say on that
1: topic but like mm-hmm. i said i'm ready and fully prepared to use something like create space which is an amazon company which mm-hmm. i think just from a pure understanding of um website uh relationships let's say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and traffic things that using that is really smart because most books are sold on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So my, by doing it that way, you're kind of under that umbrella. So your Mm -hmm. book is going to get much better SEO. It's going to get much better uh, visibility
0: Mm -hmm. by being within that structure. Right. So, well, and, and they, they have a whole package that kind of walks you through the process because of course they want it to be successful. Hello. They make money off of it. Um, and so they, you know, they, they help you get the ISBN number, which is th- exactly. the number that you get through the library of Congress. Yep. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the, the nice thing is it's kind of, you know, it's, it's an on demand product. You know, they've got the equipment where you order a book, you know, it's, it's, yep. it's not that they have hundreds of thousands of books sitting on the shelves. No. They print it as somebody orders it. And But it looks like a book where there's been hundreds of thousands of them sitting on the shelves. And so, you know, I know a lot of times when you've gone with a publisher, you, ha- you know, you have to buy cases of books. Right. You ha- you know, there are all sorts of things that you have to do. But by going through Space through Amazon, you don't have to do that. Now, clearly, you still want to buy books so that you can give them away. But you buy them at cost. You're not paying the, the price right. that's there. And, you know, they've got templates. They've got all sorts of things. Um, I just looked up the book by, Kai- by Guy and it's called Ape,
1: right. How
0: to Publish a Book. And A.P.E. stands for author, publisher, entrepreneur. And, you know, he uses CreateSpace. He, you know, he's, he's very upfront about yep. the fact that he uses all of that. But it is, it's a, a fabulous resource for somebody who wants to do that. And even if you're not wanting to self-publish, there's still a lot of very good tips in that book.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's a really good slide share out there. It's available. Um, that's his story, right? It's a mm-hmm. slide share based on the book. Right. And it's, God, it's got like 400 slides in it, which I think Mm -hmm. it's, it could actually be the book. Right. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it is. It appears to be that Mm -hmm. there's over 50,000 views and somebody, some Amy person posted that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he does tend to give away things, right? He'll give Mm -hmm. away. Right. 500 copies PDFs of his books when he puts Mm -hmm. them out there under the guise Mm -hmm. of getting
0: free editing. Right.
1: But he's Mm -hmm. really just getting them out to key. people,
0: Yeah. Because you get the book and you're like, Ooh, you're going to post a picture on your Facebook page. You're going to do all sorts of things. Right. So yeah, before I'm saying, so
1: (laughs) here's me saying before you buy the book, look for Uh it online because there's a Mm -hmm. lot of people that have Mm -hmm. shared that
0: content. Mm -hmm. Save yourself. Well, and, and, that is something to think about yourself. You know, you, you're not going to get rich. No. I mean, you know, very out of all of the published authors, very few of them make lots of money. I mean, this is just something that is is as you said, it's just another product that you have. So you have to think about, you know, do I want to give away a chapter to pique people's interest? Um, you know, I, if I'm going to be speaking, do I want to give A copy to everybody? Do I want to give five copies away to people who, you know, give me your business card? All of those various things that falls under the the marketing realm. But, you know, and and in the long run, it might even cost you more to write the book than you're going to make from it. But make from sales. from Yes. Yes. You know, and, and but but it's going to get you big speaking contracts or a new job or new clients, you know. So it is just kind of one of those things that you have to think about. Yeah. So you've decided to write the book, you know, whether you're doing it through a publisher or through self-publishing, then what? What the heck, you know, do you just sit down and brain dump or what's what's a good technique to use? Well,
1: you know, I think that coming up with this outline, the structure, Mm -hmm. and you know, just deciding on a topic that is currently relevant Mm -hmm. or you know, something that you ask for feedback. On this. You know, you could post mm-hmm. it on your Facebook group, you could post mm-hmm. it on your LinkedIn group, and ask or asking close contacts or even clients, you know, what's what is something that's happening out there that they wish they knew more about? Right. And you know, getting that feedback is the best starting place you could have. Mm-hmm. Because you know there's
0: demand, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, at least one person cares. And
1: maybe you can even say you know, here are five topics I'm thinking about writing about. Mm -hmm. What do you think would be the most helpful to you? Mm -hmm. And that's a great poll you can put on Twitter. You Mm can post that on LinkedIn, right? There's all sorts of ways you can get feedback on that. But like you said earlier, sometimes people just have a book, a topic. They're dying to like get their, Mm -hmm. their soap, get on their soapbox about it. Let's say, right? Mm -hmm. And then you, you just start from there. And like I said, you know, my recommendation to people, my clients is to come up with rules or tips around that, use that structure. Mm -hmm. Because an outline, it's like it takes you back to college or like book Mm -hmm. reports, right, where you just think about having to break this down and Mm -hmm. think it all through. And it's really difficult sometimes you get stuck. People get stuck, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's part of what overwhelms them. And my advice is this idea of structuring it around, you know, rules or tips that Mm -hmm. force you into a flow. So you're going to have 10 to 12 of these things. And, you know, think of it as your white paper is your outline then, right? It becomes Mm -hmm. your outline. And then you use that to see which of those chapters or topics or rules or tips Mm -hmm. can you can expand on and how can Mm -hmm. you expand them and writing down all those ideas right like you know find statistics that prove in person is best or right you know get quotes from uh people like Keith uh for what's his name Keith never eat alone guy for oh yeah right Mm -hmm. like you know find quotes from him or ask for him to review your book, right? This is, again, mm-hmm. these are all things that go into having uh confidence around writing a book is that mm-hmm. knowing you're going to include these things. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that's an easy, now it's not easy because I busted my butt, right? Working right. a solid week. I'm pulling all together, you know, this information, mm-hmm. but again, it, it wasn't that much more than a week. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I did the white paper, so that was a great start. But mm-hmm. when you give yourself a deadline, it's amazing what you can do. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and it can be, you know, maybe you've been blogging. Right. And so you can go back and find your blog posts that generated the most interest, the most comments, mm-hmm. all of those things. I mean, you know, there's or, yeah, you know, it's it's the, the questions that when you meet with a potential new customer, what are their five biggest questions? Right. You know all of those these things, when you really sit and think about it, you've got all these tips and, and all of this this information that is, is easy enough for you to, to pull together, right? And there's lots of cool
1: tools out there, <clears throat> or plugins, if you're on a WordPress site that help you output those posts mm-hmm. as Word docs. Mm-hmm. right? So there's ways you can make it even easier mm-hmm. to just have all of a sudden you've got this giant word doc full of all this right. content and you're like, wow, I have a ton of content here. Mm-hmm. So that's a, another thing to, to follow up on your point about the blog, mm-hmm. especially if you've been writing about it. And that's mm-hmm. a big part of how I'm doing my second book on networking is it's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of the content from the stuff I figured out I should be writing about. Right. That wasn't in my first book.
0: Mm-hmm. So couldn't agree more. Great point. Mm hmm well and then everybody has different writing styles right. but i think the people need to to remember it, don't make it perfect to start with you know don't be focusing on where does this comma go you know kind of almost do the brain dump at this point right. um i was there's a, an author that my husband is very fond of he has since the, the author has since passed away but we got to go to uh, tattered cover in denver and hear him speak one time and he said what he does is when he would, would write a book, he put a paper bag over his head so he couldn't see the screen. Oh, my God. Because he focused, you know, it, when he could see it, he focused too much on where does that comma go and, and right. all, and so he really did just do the brain dump. Now, that would drive me nuts. I, <laughs> I could not do that. Um, but he said, then he went back and he started working through all of that. And then, of course, he said, you know, he got it to the point where he did the thing that every single writer should do He got an, he had an editor, you know, and because when we write, we see what it should say. So we don't see those mistakes. We don't see the typos. We don't see all of those various things. And so, you know, and that may be your biggest expense in this process is hiring an editor, make sure they know what they're doing, um, you know, and, and have them go through it and edit it because that makes so much difference. Especially when you're establishing yourself as an expert in this field, if you have, Typos, grammatical errors, all it's your book's not going anywhere. Um I had somebody send me a book one time that I mean he was just so proud of. And I felt so bad because I couldn't get past the first chapter. It was so poorly written Mm. that I'm you know, and 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 granted, my mind works like that. I am one of those grammar police people and I recognize that, but you know, I just I couldn't get past it. So Take the time, you know, take the, you know, whatever extra time it's, you know, it's going to take. And if you have a publisher, they might have the editors on staff, all of those things, but have an editor folks, you know, have somebody go through it and make sure that all of that is correct.
1: Well, absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, and the other issue is, and I should have mentioned this when I was telling my little story, I, there was an editor at my publisher, but what I got back from them was so bad. Oh dear. Right, I knew there was stuff that needed to be caught, and because mm-hmm. I did very much focus on a brain dump and just doing as best I could mm-hmm. to edit along the way. Unfortunately, right, I didn't follow that. Mm-hmm. Right. But what I got back was hardly anything, and I was like, oh. "There's no way." Mm-hmm. So I did because Fiverr wasn't around then, because mm-hmm. that's a place that myself and a few other writers, authors that I know. Mm-hmm. often use people there um, to do edits because you can actually hire a couple different editors mm-hmm. at maybe a third of the cost. What would you pay mm-hmm. somebody who's got, you know, on LinkedIn listed as an right. editor, let's say, and you get different info as
0: well. Right. So you mm-hmm. get more. Yeah. One person catches something, exactly, something else missed. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: So when I got my book back from my publisher, I still had to go through it then And get Mm -hmm. my husband to look at it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, this is junk. I can't believe all this Mm -hmm. stuff is still in here. So Mm -hmm. you can't always trust them either, is my point. So Mm -hmm. you're better off getting your own edit done even before Mm -hmm. you give it to them. Because a lot of times their focus is more on, oh, we think you should add more here. We think you should Mm -hmm. punch it up here. They're not always doing a a grammatical edit or a Mm -hmm. typo kind of thing. They're thinking the the content editing exactly and that is part of what I got back right like Mm -hmm. one of the people who did some editing was like well I thought maybe you could write about this and this and this I was hoping that was going to be in there and I'm like too bad you know Mm -hmm. like it's not that's the next book it was just where I'm Mm -hmm. like you're supposed to be just editing what I gave you thank you
0: very Mm -hmm. much so well and sometimes though it is good to have somebody who doesn't know about the subject matter yeah be- you know, and because they could say, wait a minute, you went from A to D and somewhere we missed B and C, um, you know, and, and so then, oh, it's like, oh, OK, well, I forgot that. And, and you can put it back in. But um, yeah, you know, and, and and it's interesting. I think you should have more than one look at it. Um, you know, that's where Fiverr comes in. And clearly you want to make sure that English is their native language. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, so research them well on Fiverr. Um, but you know, and, and they'll put that in their profiles. This is, you know, they, they, their reputation is, is there. So they want to make sure that they're, yeah, because they are the product. And so, you know, really make sure that you have researched and done all of that, but you know, so, okay. So you've got it edited, it's polished, it's perfect. Now what? Well, I mean, we've
1: now talked about, is it, your own marketing plan or is it Mm -hmm. someone else's marketing plan, Mm -hmm. right? So the marketing plan, again, we could spend an hour on that, right? Talking Mm -hmm. about what should be in that marketing plan. Right. Probably more than an hour. Right. But what I would recommend is people look for a blog post or articles on there searching for marketing plan for, books. You know what right. I mean? Because yeah. you're going to find tons of ideas.
0: Yeah. You don't
1: have to invent the exactly. wheel, folks. Exactly. That's what I wanted to, that's the point I'm trying to get across is that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just can find lots of great tips. I mean, a lot of the self-publishing sites and even publishers, mm-hmm. one of my clients who had written a book who wanted me to help them, um, package it and pro- pitch it and, uh, promoted on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. their publisher that they use had tons of stuff on their site Mm -hmm. because they don't do that. They want to arm authors. So Mm -hmm. almost any publisher that you can think of is likely to have like a resources page Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, how marketing tips or whatever Mm -hmm. on their site. Mm-hmm. And that is the key, because it. I say it's just like anything. It's not if you write it, they will come. Right. You have to get the word out, and mm-hmm. you have to do quite a bit of that yourself. Mm-hmm. And although you can find lots of people who do do this for you, right? This a whole mm-hmm. industry has popped up for marketers of self-published books. Right. So there's, you know, you could do a Google search on that and find plenty mm-hmm. of people.
0: So but- – And then you're, you're going to promote it best, right? you know, and, and, and it's funny because I get contacted, you know, frequently by authors who, you know, who want to be on the program and that's great. That's fabulous. And, but frequently I'm also contacted by their publicists and almost always I have questions that the publicist can't answer. Mm -hmm. And sometimes then it just goes off into a great black hole. Um, you know, and, and if I'd gone directly to the author, I would have got that answer. Right. You know what? and I want to make sure we say this before it definitely
1: is worth creating a mini site for your book. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because it's great to have, um, it part of your regular website, you know, where, Mm -hmm. which I have this, right. I have a page that's book. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a, that's because I already have an existing business. Right. But if you are just starting this process and you our writing to be a writer kind of a thing you absolutely want to create either a site that's your name mm-hmm. even more so than the title of the book mm-hmm. i would right. grab the domain if you can right if you've got mm-hmm. a really clever title um i would grab that domain which i did for mine right like i mm-hmm. just knew that i didn't want someone else grabbing it mm-hmm. um and you can always then just leave that as a a billboard if you will like a mm-hmm. landing page where you just right. upload a jpeg of the book cover mm-hmm. but then direct people to your other site mm-hmm. but that's really important it's kind of right. one of those legitimizers as well for the book mm-hmm.
0: well and you know i i'm seeing a lot of authors now that that's where they continue to give more tips mm-hmm. you know and and you might have to log in and you know sh- you know prove that you did buy a copy of the book and you know all sorts of stuff like that but uh, you know, and, and then they create an online community even exactly. of, you know, people that have, have done that. And, and you know, it's it's great because it continues the momentum right. of the book.
1: Right. So I'm going to send to you, because uh, here's a, the one last thing I want to end on and I know we got to wrap mm-hmm. up, is creating a little book video, like a book trailer Ooh. is what they call uh-huh. them. I didn't do this right away, and I wish I had, but I Mm -hmm. am always looking for ways to continue promoting and marketing my book Mm -hmm. um, because here's what I'll say. I'm not making boatloads of money off of my book, but I Mm -hmm. sold enough copies that I passed that break-even
0: point with the book. Mm -hmm. right?
1: So Mm -hmm. I started getting little royalty checks. And the way I break that down for people is sometimes it's – uh, a really nice pair of leather boots, uh-huh. new pair, right? Or sometimes it's a pair of shoes from DSW. Yeah. So it just depends right on what's happening mm-hmm. and if event organizers are buying books or if, mm-hmm. cause then they put in a big order. So you can get there, right? It's not going to mm-hmm. let you retire on anything, right. but it'll let you cover your dry cleaning bill right, or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. is what I say. It's, it's money found. But what I'm going to send you that maybe you can include as a link is I'll send the copy of um, my little book trailer. Okay. Because it's right. so easy. I had somebody on uh task rabbit actually do this for me mm-hmm. who did different website stuff and he wanted to take a crack at it. Now he's not mm-hmm. doing this anymore. I would, or I would happily send business his way, mm-hmm. but once people see it, it'll be obvious to them how simple this is, right? It's like this idea of making a video that's essentially Mm -hmm. uh, when you play a keynote presentation or a PowerPoint Mm -hmm. and then just putting some music to it, Mm -hmm. right? And I used all these quotes I had gotten from real people on Amazon or Goodreads, Mm -hmm. right? I just Mm -hmm. showed their quotes, Right, so anyway, that is a really fun, cool thing to have, cool you can include that on your author page on Amazon, which mm-hmm. you absolutely want to build out, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people don't even bother doing that, and I'm shocked mm-hmm. uh, because it's a great way and i you know I wrote another uh a book, an ebook mm-hmm. that I'm selling on um Amazon directly mm-hmm. that's about LinkedIn stuff. LinkedIn for small business. And Mm -hmm. then those are tied together then too, right? Right.
0: Yep. So lots of great stuff. Oh oh yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, yes, we have used up our hour, you know, and, and we could just continue with this. I'd love to. Um, and, and I think we will, you know, and at some other time we'll do (laughs) one that is just on how to promote your book because it really is, it would be at least a full hours program. So we'll have Sandy back on again. So, Sandy, one last time, tell people how they find you online. Well, best place to find
1: me is at my website, which is Mm belladomainmedia.com. And I'm on Twitter, and you can find my book on Facebook. I have a group there. And um, I'm on all forms of social media. But the best way is to just go to my website and contact me through that or send me an email, sandy at belladomain.com. Perfect. I love it. I and all that.
0: Thank you oh, so yes, much, Deb. I mean, yes. oh, we... well, this has been great, and you know, and and I, I am one of those that I have a book in my head that needs to come out. So you know, this this will be great. I'll I'll listen to this program several times because I know that there were things that I missed that I need to go back and listen to. So I am Deb Creer. I've been talking with Sandy Jones Kaminsky. We've been having a great time, and for all of you out there, until next week, have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media.
1: This podcast is a part of the
0: C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.